we speak with Tony Albert, an Aboriginal man who was born in Townsville with connections to Giramai, Yidinji and Kuku Yalanji people of the forest region. Tony is a well-known Indigenous artist who has now taken on a new challenge as a curatorial fellow with the foundation Cartier pour l'Art Contemporain. With animation by Yarnology and a soundscape by Nigel Westlake, Te Kahurere Moa Tomata and Te Kuru o Te Maramadus. Based on the physical woven works of Gail Marbo of Mer Island, she creates star maps of bamboo and cotton. A Māori woman of Te Rarawa and Napui descent, Nicole Hidden, creates Aoti, a Māori made bark cloth star map. Mr Albert talks to NITV about the stories told by Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and Māori seafaring peoples depicting our skies and waterways. Hi Tony, um, I'm Nairi Pakai, I'm here with SBS, part of N- NITV Radio News and uh, we wanted to talk to you about the project that's actually already started on the 15th, um, Badu Gili Celestial and I was hoping that you would give a us and the audiences um, uh, some insight into what this is. Sure. Well, Barugili is a, um, this iteration is a partnership with the uh, Biennale of Sydney and the Sydney Opera House and has been commissioned uh, through the Foundation Cartier, um, which I am the inaugural uh, Indigenous Curatorial Fellow. Um, it's um, an initiative of the uh, projections on the Sydney Opera House. And Celestial brings together two artists, um, Nico Hinden, a Maori artist from Aotearoa, New Zealand, and Gail Marbo, um, an incredible uh, Torres Strait Islander artist um, living and working in North Queensland. And they both are looking at uh, the the way in which the stars were used to navigate um, in our histories. Um, and whilst we, um, and they both as artists, look up to the same sky and stars, the different stories that are told through different generations um, are uh, what they've um, used as the inspiration behind their projections. You just talked about some of the artists in this, and I wanted to know, with having multiple artists involved in this, multiple Indigenous and Aboriginal artists and Torres Strait Island artists, what will people see from this cross-cultural and multi-Indigenous artwork? Yeah, well, uh, what's really, you know, great about this is the opportunity to engage with Indigenous cultures uh, globally. Um, and there's a number of artists through um, this process, Indigenous First Nation artists from across the world, but in Badagili, particularly um, with our neighbours in New Zealand um, and Gail Marbo from the Torres Strait, it just gives this opportunity to look at how, since time immemorial, that um, our people have used and utilised um, the stars as a form of navigation, a form of uh, storytelling. Uh, it, it brings through um, creationism. And I just love the idea that um, that so many stories have come from the same series of stars or the way in which our people have looked to the stars throughout history um, and, and seen, um, you know, based on where we lived, um, different ways of of guiding and navigating um, and the fact that, you know, we get to share them 
together and, and learn from each other and learn those differences. And in some cases, the uh, not just the differences, but also the similarities. And as First Nations people, when we come together, we love to share that knowledge and understand the different stories and the different ways that these have been interpreted over time. So I wanted to ask a little bit about with having multiple artists and multiple ways of art being shown because it's not just visual it's also um, a soundscape and there's lighting there's obviously a crew behind this and then it's animation along with I know that the original pieces from Gail Marbo are these physical woven pieces to be able to map the skies I wanted to know, how did this collaboration come about with so many different um, artists uh, doing different disciplines come in for this collaboration? Uh, Well, during that uh, central thematic of the celestial, um, we're reaching back to knowledges and systems that both Gail Marble and Nico Hinden use in their own work. So with Gail, it's uh, taking a star map, which is actually something handheld and quite small and in her own um, artistic ways she's been able to uh, make them on a grand scale um, which are shown you know in various institutions and art galleries and Nico Hindens goes back to a uh, cultural way of making paper and presenting the maps um, in a, a cultural technique which she's kind of reviving. So similar, in a similar way, both artists are taking up a cultural practice, but not only making it their own, but um, uh, pushing the limits and boundaries of its presentation and, and, and the scale um, of the work. And then when you look at um, Baru Gili, which is uh, the projections on the Opera House, we're adding people like Yarnology, who are um, an Indigenous-based, um, animation company that have used uh, and worked with uh, Gail and Nico in animating the two-dimensional work into this kind of three-dimensional renders, which move and um, uh, have you know these these kind of all these different attributes to them. And then both artists have worked with different members, either of their community um, or composers in soundscape as well. So it's a very sensual way of uh, looking and rethinking their work um, and and how it can be presented. Um, and it's taken, you know, a whole lot of people from all different disciplines uh, being involved uh, to make that happen. Um, but it's kind of, I think, the success of, uh, you know, something like uh, the projections that um, many people with different skills are coming together to uh, make the vision of the artist come to life in such a kind of spectacular way. This is also the first major collaborative, creative collaboration between the Opera House, the Biennale of Sydney and the Foundation Cartier. Why is mm-hmm. this collaboration of art institutions significant? Well, this is really significant partnership because it not only involves the Biennale of Sydney and the uh, Sydney Opera House, but then we've got the Foundation Cartier, which is a major international foundation in terms of contemporary art. And what, you know, more and more is happening is that um, internationally, the works from uh, First Nations people in Australia, um, particularly around the globe, are actually really being noticed and um, with intrigue and people want to learn and know more. And I think to have um, a 
uh, institution like the Foundation Cartier not only interested, but willing to put the funds behind the opportunity to engage further for artists to dream big and create on large scale um, shows, I guess, not just Australia, but the rest of the world, that they're interested. People want to learn about this, this history and these knowledge systems. And the more, I guess, this can go out um, into the vernacular globally, the greater presence um, that First Nations methodology and thinking, I think, um, you know, it, it really brings and adds something really important to the conversation at a really critical time where we're looking at big issues like climate, when we're looking about big issues about uh, uh, living and and, and, and uh family entities and our identity, um, the way in which we share space, the way in which, um, you know, all these kind of really intrinsic things that are very uh, common and important to First Nations people uh, are being viewed by the mainstream um, in such um, an, an interesting way. And so that to be supported and nourished, but also understood, um, you know, globally is really significant and really important. And that's what these kind of partnerships represent. I just want to say, um, your passion comes across so clearly when you talk about art. And I know you're an artist yourself. As mm-hmm. someone who is literally, I'm still studying at uni, and you're someone that I've made assessments about and uh, have studied before. Um, <laughs> so you're very much an abs- like an advocate for art, for Indigenous art. Um, how is the change from being a, an, a practising artist and producing uh, works to create, you know, conversations in community and in society to being someone who's more behind the scenes and is more of um, working between these institutions that we have that are putting this on and these other Indigenous artists from uh, here and internationally? Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, what, are people, what a lot of people don't know who know me as an artist know that my an instigation within the art world was through the Queensland Art Gallery, where I actually worked for about eight years um, and was incredible kind of introduction to the art world for me. And now after 20 years with inside, um, you know, uh, within the art world, um, I'm looking more philanthropically about kind of not only where art has taken me, but the um, important ways in which we can give back to our community. And in doing this residency or the fellowship, I should say, I really want some really strong foundation in grounding what I hope to be um, ongoing success for our uh, curators, for our artists, um, to really be pushed within to the international vernacular of the global art market. Um, and I think, um, you know, that there, there are times in our lives where we do need to take um, a back step or a back seat or, as you say, behind the scenes um, to, 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 to uh, give opportunities uh, that are, that are going to, I hope, be ongoing. As I said, I want to, this is an opportunity with some really key major stakeholders globally that will, I, I, you know, further... Um, uh, so much for so many other people. So for me, it's a, you know, an absolute joy to be able not just to be doing this, but something that I, I, I know and I want to continue to evolve and grow and that other opportunities for other people to come out of this. I want to thank you for, for your responses, obviously. Giving your time and talking about this uh, project that's happening, um, 
I also wanted to give you the opportunity uh, to talk about anything related to this that we haven't been able to touch on yet. Yeah. Um, Well, what I would like to say is the projections on the Opera House are happening for a full year at um, three different times through the evening. So if anyone is in Sydney or visiting Sydney, it's a great opportunity to head down to Circular Quay and the Opera House um, and just to sit and engage and enjoy, um, you know, both artists, Gail Marbo and Nico Hinden have put a lot of effort, time and energy. Um, and there's a real sense of generosity within their storytelling and the information from their community that they've been able to, um, you know, share. And I would just like to, you know, for everyone to know that, that that's an opportunity to engage. Um, it's free. Um, it's spectacular. And, um, you know, it's, it's well worth a visit. Hopefully a lot of people will be able to get uh, a chance to see it then since it's going to be running for a full year and multiple times in there, not just tourists but even uh, locals and uh, maybe even people who live a little bit further from Sydney will be able to have the opportunity to see it if they get into the city. That's right. That was Tony Albert. Uh, talking about the projection Baru Gili Celestial on the Benelong side of the Opera House sales.